Today's episode was recorded BC, before COVID-19, when Jamie stopped by to be tolerated and discuss The Witcher Season 1, starring the impeccable Henry Cavill. We bounce around this first season more than the show's timeline, but we cover them all. Geralt, Yessiker, Yennefer, Yessiker, Ciri, Yessiker. So toss a spoiler to your Witcher and enjoy while we mispronounce all the names. Stay safe and keep streaming. Minor spoilers for the short stories in Sherlock Season 3. Welcome back to another episode of My Streaming Bubble. I'm your host, Jen, and this is that podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Today, I am tolerating uh, my friend Jamie, and we are here to talk about The Witcher. Woohoo! Woo! Hi. <laughs> Super excited. Super excited. Um, we originally were going to do The Good Place, and we'll still go back and likely do The Good Place, but due to schedules and timing, we just felt The Witcher would be more doable for us. <laughs> Plus, I've watched it more than once, and or maybe more than t- two times. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A few, several times. <laughs> And I did convince Jen to watch this, though I also convinced her to watch Good Place. So I'm yes, pretty happy about that. And I was, and and to be fair, I was definitely one of those that um, knew nothing of The Witcher. Mm-hmm. But when I saw that Netflix was doing a show and they had cast Henry Cavill in it, I was just like, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm watching it. So I am that meme of you know Henry in the bathtub with his shirt off, and it was all like. Girls be like, oh, I'm watching Witcher for the plot. And it's just, you know, the collection of Henry without a shirt on. <laughs> That's very fair. That's, that was me. Because, um, yeah, like I said, knew nothing of the books or the video game. So, um, Same. So, basically, I actually didn't know Henry Cavell was in this. Ah. I didn't recognize him because I don't really know oh, okay. who he is. <laughs> Superman. Other, One other of the latest Superman. Right, other than Superman. Um, literally... My partner put it on, and we were like, oh, we're watching this. He's like, yeah. And so then it was three episodes in, <laughs> and we're like, oh, we're really watching it. <laughs> and then it like, and then I just binged it, and then I binged it again. So right on. Now, does um, your partner, did he read the books or play the games no. at all? No. Wait, maybe the game. The game? Maybe. I don't know. Some of the game. <laughs> he plays a lot of games. Okay, fair enough. Very popular game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wasn't familiar with the game or the books, like I said, but I was just like, I'm very familiar with Henry Cavill. Cavill? It doesn't matter. Captain Pex. It's fine. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I will say that, like, when I was trying to convince Jen to watch it, I mentioned that he was shirtless a few times. Several times. Several times. Like, all three times you brought it up. But I just thought that would, like, appeal to you in order for you to watch it. It absolutely did. And I think my questions were, how quickly does he lose his shirt? (laughs) I don't even remember. It's not, like, super early. I think it's um, maybe after he meets Yennefer. So, episode... It's not after. No, not after, but, like, when... It was before. Before. Okay. Because he he went to a brothel or he slept with somebody that's right after and then he, Renfrey and yeah and then he didn't he could only pay her 
and not for the room. And then he had to leave Roach behind, and Roach gave him a very, like, <laughs> um, excuse me, look. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like I liked Roach. I liked his horse. I liked mm-hmm. a lot of personality for mm-hmm. for a horse that we didn't see a lot, but I feel like um, we saw him plenty. Yeah, definitely could have been. Nah, it's just a horse. But I liked their relationship. That you know he just confide in Roach and obviously when you're traveling alone you kind of need someone else somebody else to talk to or talk at so you don't completely lose your marbles sure I mean I would say Geralt would be like he's not just a horse no but you know I think he's an important character yeah I don't know Roach's gender I'm just assuming who cares? It's, it's a horse. It's a horse. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. So let's see. So I had to go back and because, um, yeah, when I watched it, this was a watch that just Timmy and I did just to have something to watch. It wasn't initially going to be for the podcast. Um, so we finished it a while ago and I had to go back and <clears throat> do some catching up. I didn't have time to do a rewatch, so I did some watched some recaps on YouTube. Sure. Um courtesy of a couple of YouTubers, The Last Llama and The Witching Hour. Um The Witching Hour didn't have all 8 episodes. And I stuck to the shorter ones cuz I didn't have a lot of time. So anything that was like the recap was like 10 minutes or less. I was like perfect. So hers were about 5 to 8 minutes. And then jumped over to The Last Llama to finish out the season. They do draw a lot of comparisons to the books and the short stories and what short story each episode was based on. So oh, nice. I, That's I thought, helpful. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And in going through and, and doing these, rewatching these recaps or watching these recaps, I'm really interested in checking out like the, the short stories yep. and, and the books and things. So. Because I guess in one of the short stories, one of the YouTubers had mentioned that, well, in the episode it's not addressed, but in the short story version, it's kind of like a dark Snow White or a dark Sleeping Beauty or something um, fairy tale retelling. So okay. I thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, I'd like to see kind of how that's done and played out. Yeah, I may have to see if it's on audible or over is it overdrive for the library app mm-hmm. there's overdrive um libby by overdrive which is maybe their right. more recent app and then there's also hoopla digital which is a library app yeah so i have a seven hour drive coming up mm. so i will probably look for them so right I on binge some, listen binge listen yes that will be exciting right very cool where are you driving to, if you don't mind me asking? Lincoln. Oh. Nebraska. 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 <laughs> um, I love a good fantasy genre, story, show, whatever. I love, like, a lot of the, the myths and the lores tied to it created for these characters for storytelling. Right. So in this world, in the Witcher world, a Witcher is... Um, a monster hunter, a beast hunter, but they are trained from a very young age. They are embedded with magical powers and they're like a mutated 
type of human? Is it right. mutation because of the magic? or Because in the show, we don't see any of that. Right. In the show, she just the showrunner just decided to drop us in the universe. Mm-hmm. And she also decided that timeline, what timeline? <laughs> Which is, I thought was actually pretty pretty great because I don't, I think you can follow the story without having to understand everything mm-hmm. and to be bogged down by some of this information. It's not, I don't think that's a big deal. But yeah, I, I think they call, like he's like some form of mutant probably mm-hmm. because they, in the first episode, um, one of the characters we meet, Renfrey, mm-hmm. they call her a mutant. Yes. But the bad kind. Like a monster is what they're implying, which I don't. You can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the the show the who's the who's that dude that um magic dude wizard dude um he's very I dislike him a lot the oh fuck what was his name he's in it again later too so he is kind of important he's in oh god and i i have his name written down and i'll look it up here in a second but i recognized him from sherlock um oh i see season three i believe and magnuson i think was his character name in sherlock but he was like the holder of appledore which was just his mind palace sure so I just kind of kept referring him to like that Appledore dick because I couldn't. I'm very <laughs> as much as I enjoy a fantasy genre, right. I suck at remembering names yeah. of characters, names of places. Right. If a name of a place is actually the name of a character, I mean, it took me like three Game of Thrones rewatches to be like, "Oh, that was a place. <laughs> oh, that's your name." God bless closed captioning. Yeah, closed captioning is awesome. Mm-hmm. It is easier for me if I see their names a lot. So I do know the main characters very well. It's everyone else that I get confused with. But the point is, he calls that wizard dude... Strugabor. Strugabor calls Renfri a monster. Mm-hmm. And it just feels... I don't... That doesn't sit right for me um, for many reasons. But part, um, also partly because I feel like he had some say to how, like, the other girls who were born under the eclipse were treated. Mm-hmm. And it sounded very poorly. He definitely seemed to have some pull within that mages council. Because we right. see later in the season um, when the mages are all getting together and trying to decide whether or not they're going to help. The humans basically right. um, fight fight off Nilfgaard. He's on the side of like, no, thank you. Right. Um, so clearly he has a lot of pull. I think, yeah, he is a very kind of closed-minded, judgy He's unsavory. And savory. And it's, and I, it's because he, of his actions, he's done a few things that are very unsavory. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can get into it more later, but... This, yeah, so what was my point? I don't remember. <laughs> um, monsters. So right. determining that, you know, Geralt or witchers right. in general are, quote, monsters. According, um, I don't know if they're monsters. They're monster hunters. They're monster hunters, but the way the humans look at them, yeah. because, well, they're mutants. Right. 
um, they age differently. They heal, like they heal. Right. Um, I don't like. I don't think they physically look like they're aging. They just slow down. Right. Their their aging is different. I think much like the mages. Right. Um, where yeah, time just moves slower for them. So yeah, magic is kind of cool that way. I guess. No, it's very interesting how they use magic in this this world, this Witcher universe, mm-hmm. especially in terms of how they describe the like the balance of um, how they use magic and chaos, mm-hmm. harnessing your chaos, yes, um, unleashing your chaos. Right. The fact that they refer to it as chaos, yes, I like that. I liked um, so. Jumping from Geralt to Yennefer, who we meet pretty early in, at least in the second episode. It is the second, yeah. So we meet her in the second episode. She's hunchback. She's got deformed jawline. um, And she's the daughter or stepdaughter of like a pig farmer. Right. Her daughter. We don't know that she's stepdaughter yet. But, you know, she's... And then she's being, like, abused and bullied, and she has this amazing blast of, like, power where she creates a portal, and she meets Crypto Guy in in Strid. Right. Mm, I don't know if I said that right. That's okay. All the names are very... I had a very hard time with. (laughs) Like, I just... I had to rewatch a bunch of Witcher. Well, I think I went, actually, on YouTube and just watched, like, a compilation of Geralt saying Yasker's Yaskier's name. Mm Mm-hmm. And I still feel like I'm going to say his name wrong. But I love him. Mm-hmm. You're the best. <laughs> um, sweet little buttercup. And, uh, but, mm, <laughs> so Yennefer. <laughs> Quite powerful, we find out. And so we're introduced to her and her storyline. And it's very sad because her father sells her to... Taisa, Taisa, who is the head sorceress, mage teacher lady that yeah. we find out later, for four marks, half the price of a pig. Yeah, it's it is kind of depressing, but at the same time, he's not really her father. Correct. So, I guess that could make sense. He, she's another mouth to feed. That's I guess mm-hmm. in her, his head, not useful. Yep. But. But it is a turning point for her in a, like, positive way. I would say, like, I got a little confused on whether or not the head sorcerer lady... Thaisa. Thaisa um, was, a, like, a, a, like it made, they made him seem that she was an enemy at first mm-hmm. because of when... When Yennefer portaled into that place, like the, yeah, it it was like a weird crypt dungeon. It's below the basement type. Yeah, it's like a cave. Yeah. Um, he made it seem like it was dangerous for mm-hmm. her to be there. It seemed like a warning, like yeah, like oh, she's gonna come for you, and you need to not let her take you or something. Which I didn't understand. Me neither. So that was a little confusing for me. Um, But yeah, she is. 
she goes through a transformation and it's so interesting to watch mm-hmm. throughout the series. I would I I agree. Um because we we see that she's been, you know, throughout the season, we see, you know, she spends quite a quite a good amount of time at Artuza, yeah, the island where they train the Artuza. mages. And first, you know, she's not doing so well in her her magic classes. She's not able to perform these small little tests that the other girls are able to. Right. Then um, Thaisa takes her down into this kind of watery area with some of the other mages. Or no, she takes other mages in training. Right. Uh, Yennefer is up kind of watching from high up. Yennefer wants to ascend, and she thinks they're ascending, but they're not. Correct. She wa- So in, in this world, ascending is basically becoming full mage, going through that transformation, and then being assigned to um, a kingdom or something. Right. Where then you would they would counsel. Right. So yep. So she sees Taisa take these other girls down. She thinks they're ascending. Turns out Taisa turns them into eels. Right. And then has Yennefer push them into the water. Right. It's be I mean, like they they say like the best sometimes a flower like the most useful a flower can be is to die for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that was brought again mm-hmm. with the eels yep because yeah. i think in that episode the couple of times taisa says that to yennefer you're kind of worried like she's talking about yennefer and that the best thing maybe she can do right is to, to help die. the is yeah is to die but nope and i think taisa has had always seen something in yennefer that yennefer held a great power and ability and it was just a matter of Pushing Yennefer to the point of not being afraid of it or anything like right. that. Because she eventually, you know, during the um, lightning in a bottle right. training, she unleashes, she gets she gets worked up and everything. She gets mad. She can't control her chaos. And she lashes out towards one of the other mages in training, strikes her with the lightning no, um, I just or strikes watched. her with something. So she funnels the energy from the lightning, from the lightning, and aims it at Taisa. Oh, I thought she aimed it at Taisa, and Taisa reflected like because it was one of the other girls that got hit with it, wasn't it? Or am I just thinking about the one girl that tried to catch it in the bottle and yes. didn't? Yes, you are. I <laughs> just watched this episode. Gotcha. So. Oh, okay, Miss um, Smarty Pants. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's been on Wait. my TV ever since I realized we were going to do it. Jamie's just going to woman-splain her way through the series. <laughs> Which is fine, because like I said, I have not watched, rewatched it since I first watched it. And I think, to me, I think it's really good to like eventually rewatch it, like do at least two watches, because the first time the... Like, the timeline is so confusing. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, you're like, oh, they're starting with the battle. They're starting mm-hmm. with um, the, the fall of Sintra. Yeah, the fall of Sintra and Nilfgaard coming in. So, you, like, you don't. It's a little confusing. It is. And you don't realize that the storyline is not 
linear until the third episode. Right. Because by then we meet other characters, meet characters that we had met in a previous episode that were much, much older. Like they were adults, like the king sister fucker. Because in episode three is when Geralt and Yesker go and they're in that court and the sister fucker king and his sister are young. I don't know. I don't really. The st- okay, so episode three. I'm sorry. Episode three is the Strega episode. So that's is... where we meet the sister fucker king. We do. And then in season in episode four is when we see young king sister fucker. Oh, I didn't know we met him again. Yeah, when when him and his sister were very young, that might have actually been part of Yennefer's timeline or. So, yeah, so the timeline is not linear. We follow right. three people's timelines. We're following Geralt, Ceres, the, the daughter of right. um, Princess Sintram, and Yennefer. Right. So we eventually find out that Yennefer's, like, origin story, her time at Artruza, was years, decades before the yes. fall of Sintram. Yes. And then somewhere in between there, Geralt comes along... He has encounters with Yennefer. He has encounters with um, the army queen of Sintra. Yes. Queen Calanthe. Yeah. And then that's where the Law of Surprise comes in. And he's so somewhere in that mix. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess I didn't realize we met him again, mm-hmm. like as a younger. Because really, the f- I guess I was really focused on um, the... The marriage between Pavita, Pavetta, Pavetta, and the hedgehog that becomes a human forever. I had Dottie written down, but I realized that that was incorrect. I think it's yeah, Donnie or something along. That I mean, that's fine. Like series timeline is the most straightforward because when we're following her, she's like the most present. She's the present. Yes. And her storyline throughout the season right. is only about a couple of weeks after the fall of Sintra. Right. And hers is just start to end. Yes. So her timeline is very straightforward. Like, we get to see parts of her timeline in other, like, in Geralt's timeline in different spots. Mm-hmm. But hers is from start to end. So she, her thread is very linear. And so sometimes it's really easy to, like see what happens with her mm-hmm. but then you think sometimes that other events are happening at the same time but it is not and that's Correct. where it gets confusing yeah so it, the season opens um with Geralt's timelines and then series timeline so Geralt's timeline we learn how he gets the nickname um the butcher of Lavica mm-hmm. and it, like a just just again, sorry, we're probably gonna butcher these names <laughs> <laughs> entire time. That's the hardest part about talking about this show. Yes, um, is no matter what, I am not the best at pronouncing anybody's name. Mm-hmm. I'm except my own. <laughs> You're super good at that. <laughs> I'm so good at that. Yeah, my full name. It's like you've had a lifetime of practice. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it was 
when when you kind of start realizing that these timelines are starting to come together and that they aren't running alongside each other in yeah. any way, I'd have to say, like, for a moment, it kind of took me out of the show, kind of just kind of pulled me out for a second. Because then I had to stop and think, like, I had to, tr- I had to try and piece together everything we had seen yeah. in what, from the, the storyline I thought we were following, or timeline, to what it actually was. And then trying to maintain that kind of then throughout up until the last couple episodes. Not tricky at all, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, whose timeline are we in? Right. Are we in Yennefer's? And at what point in Yennefer's? And who are we going to intersect, you know, yeah. in Yennefer's timeline? Or is it more Witcher's? And we're now going to intersect with whatever the fuck. I, it gets very, very confusing. I get very, very confused when it feels like there's time travel involved. And I know it's not actually time travel, but the time jump. However, by the last two episodes, I thought it all came together very well. Yes. And in looking back now, having finished the season, I don't know that they really could have or should have done it any other way. Right. Like, I get that you could list and label mm-hmm. each scene by the year, but I don't know for this show if that was really would be really helpful without it'll always take you out of it regardless mm. if you did that. And for I think stylistically, I think it was fine without it. Um, I will say that I did read that the showrunner forgot to age Yasker. Yes, oh, here. Oh, so that's so that's what they just forgot. They, I think they just forgot to. But at the same time, I've read things like, oh, he's always looked youthful or maybe and then like there's other theories, which I would love to entertain. Mm -hmm. So, by the way, yes, here is a bard Mm -hmm. who um, met Geralt. I don't know which episode. I think probably two. Two. Yep. Yep. And he was playing some music. And it wasn't going very well, and yes. people threw food at him, and so he tucked in some bread, mm-hmm. and then he looked up and saw Geralt and did a beeline, mm-hmm. like was like, gotta find out, <laughs> and he, I felt like, opened with what sounded like a pickup line, because he mentioned bread in his oh. pants, or bread in his clothing item i don't remember what he exactly <laughs> said i would like to look that up but he was like <laughs> something about like he's got some bread in his pocket for him or something not quite <laughs> <laughs> but more like he wanted to know um what Geralt's thought was and he was like you can't leave a man with bread in his pockets hmm. hanging or something like that <laughs> If I misremembered it, I don't think I did. I don't know the exact cult, but I don't think I did. He did right. say that. Let's just pause real quick yes, and pause. we'll look it up. And he's just like... Beelines for Beelines for him. He doesn't even look away. Nope. He swipes a ale off the waitress's train. You? Come on. You don't want to keep a man bread in his pants. Wait. <laughs> See? See? Yep, he goes, you don't want to keep a man with bread in his pants waiting. <laughs> I think he, I, to me, it was a pickup line. <laughs> they are an adorable couple. Yes. You know, that, that nice, like, odd couple, odd pairing. Um, yeah, Jessica, Jessica, 
whatever, the bard. Enjoyed him. I liked, um, you know, clearly like the comic relief of the of the show. Yeah, I liked his character in the sense that, yeah, he was funny. He has a good singing voice, comes up with some pretty catchy tunes. But then, yeah, just kind of banging his way across the continent. (laughs) It feels like he doesn't know his own. Like he just doesn't understand that he could be in danger a bunch. Um, but yes, yeah, so Geralt meets Yeskir and basically Yeskir just kind of pins himself to Geralt mm-hmm. and follows him to as like a muse for his music. But also um, he thinks he's doing Geralt a favor by promoting Geralt mm-hmm. in a way so that people are less terrified of the Witcher. Yep. Because I think he like um, Jessica, you know, mentions Geralt as the um, butcher of Blaviken. Mm-hmm. And I think in in Jessica's song or something or in Jessica trying to retell what happened and Geralt being like, that's not at all what happened. That's, I think, part of the reason why Jessica decided to join. Well, let me let me join you, and we'll get the story right. Right. But then kind of throughout some of the scenes that we see with Geralt and Jessica and Jessica trying to write these songs about whatever latest beast Geralt just got done killing, they're still embellishments, obviously, for good storytelling and good songwriting. But, um, yeah, I liked how he just kind of inserted himself into Geralt's life. Yes. It's like, why? I think maybe Jessica did always kind of know how much his life was in danger from going around and fucking a bunch of royalty. Because there's the one episode where he gets called, you know, they go to the courts or, you know, some party or whatever. Um, And then also we find out, too, in that episode, because Geralt, it's at Sintra, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. And so it's at Sintra. Yasker's fault. Yes. And, uh, Not really, but yes. Yeah, and so Yasker asks um, Geralt to go with him to protect him because he doesn't know who's all going to be there. We get the first bathtub scene. First bathtub scene. Which is um, hilarious because he <laughs> Yasker mentions, like, oh, who else would wash rub camille on your bottom yes because he was like we're not friends and yasker's like no i'm pretty sure we're friends (laughs) because yep i'm like yeah Geralt's in the bathtub and yeah yasker had helped reach hard to reach places (laughs) (laughs) he's like i don't need anybody no one like i don't want anyone to need me and yasker's like and here we are Mm mm-hmm such a good, such a happy couple. And they have their tiffs and, and they go back and forth and everything. And there is um, one scene in one of the episodes where, yeah, Geralt's really mean to Jessica. But then you see that he feels bad about it. And you're just like, I understand you needing to lash out at Jessica every once in a while. Yes, he can be annoying. Yes. That bard. But <laughs> that bard. But, yeah, some of the uh, one of the theories, I feel like you told me this one. About why Jessica didn't age is because being a bard and you know singing and wooing and you know just swiping ales off of 
passing tables or waitresses. Maybe he drank a little potion that kept him from aging a lot or something along those lines. Because right. it was like, oh, that's a very barred thing to do. Just drinking. drinking and not taking into consideration where the drink came from. Yes, he can be very <laughs> haphazard about certain things. Mm-hmm. And I read an interview. Did I read it? I listened to an interview with Joey Beatty, who plays um, Yasker, and he mentions about like his portrayal and how to make sure that he doesn't come across as just a womanizer. Mm-hmm. And he mentions like he is he plays Yasker as a man who falls in love very easily. <laughs> And that very frequently. Very free, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily ask questions, so sometimes that gets him in a pickle. Hence, the need for Geralt to be his bodyguard. Be his bodyguard to escort him to um, Sintra and play at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you call it a wedding. It was a marriage banquet. To ensure by the end of it that her daughter got married. Yeah. So the lion of... The lion, cub lion, or the lion cub of Sintra. The lioness of Sintra. Yeah. The grandma. Oh, um, army queen, Calanthe. Calanthe. I thought, isn't she called the lioness of Sintra? And then, then the, and then series like the cub of Sintra? Yeah, she's, I thought, I think, yeah, because I think they're... House, whatever is you know the lions, right. lions, um, yeah. And I know she referred to Siri as yeah the lioness cub of Sintra right. or cub of Sintra. I, I I feel like lioness was worked in there to incorporate their mm-hmm. house. I feel like animal. that's yeah. She's super badass. I have like mixed feelings about um her in terms of her. Um, killing all those elves and not really caring if it was children and oh that, like, the army the, queen yeah queen Calanthe yeah but she looks super powerful and I really liked how they um like how she wore her armor mm-hmm. and like she was a total badass. Mm-hmm. I really liked, I mean, definitely at first I did really. I'm like, oh my god, like a badass army queen. Like not yes. only is she a queen but no problems getting down getting dirty doing some killing you know just like woohoo strong female role models whatever but then it was almost like through Siri's journey and kind of finding out now that Siri isn't up in her Ca- like castle, castle and, and protected and hidden yep she's now hearing the truth of that right. her mom or her grandma queen Calanthe wasn't all that right a lot of people didn't seem to care for her even more of the higher ups of Sintra society, because after Sintra falls, um, Siri runs into Dora the Explorer. Right. Just kidding. I Not really, loved but him. I he was he... adorable, and he was an elf. I know he had the elf ears. Um, he I know wasn't was a character that they created for this show. Oh, okay. Um, because in the books, you spend a lot of time with Siri like narrating and it just felt they felt it was an odd like they were trying to figure out a way of how to like have her have this like companion so that she can share her thoughts Mm -hmm. with essentially so that her scenes 
or she's running and being lost and trying to find Geralt, who was there mm-hmm. the whole time. That was quite the twist. Yeah. Um, but with Siri running off with, with Dora, yeah. we kind of see as she's learning more about, you know, from the ground level, because she gets to that camp, that, like, refugee camp or whatever. Right. She gets taken in by one of the highfalutins, right. and even they're still talking shit. Yes. And the one woman, she's got the little person servant. Um, and then when Nilfgaard invades the camp, she's trying to make the servant carry all like the big heavy right. like silver and everything, and he fucking loses it, and he cuts a bitch a whole bunch of times. I was like, good. I didn't like her. <laughs> it was, I mean, it kind of right. puts Siri back out on you know, but she hooks back up with Dora and. Well, Dora saves her. Dora saves her, and then they find the uh, magic forest. Right. Well, he, she had that woman. Um, like, she was like, oh, do you need shoes? And just takes them. Yes. And gives it to her. And I'm certain Siri was like, uh, this is weird, but I can't, like, she offend needed, you. Mm-hmm. I um, needed shoes. And, like, it makes total sense in time of war for somebody to uprise against someone who's oppressing mm-hmm. you. It was really brutal, though, mm-hmm. so I can imagine, because it was a slow death. Yeah. I mean, he just... Kept going. He kept... I mean, that was a rage killing, if yeah. I've ever yeah. seen a TV rage killing. Yeah, and she was alive <laughs> for, like, the majority of it. Yeah. Um, fair. Fair enough, yeah. I don't want... I don't really wish those kind of deaths on anyone, but I understand from that point of view. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, by that point, I... I Even though we got very little of that right. character, of that female character, kind of the second, yeah, the second she makes him give up his shoes to give to Siri, you're just like, oh, I hope she does. Well, <laughs> I'm a pacifist, so I don't know if I really hope that. Well, when it comes to fictional characters in a fictional world where, being, <laughs> where they're being like legit shitty, <laughs> look, when I'm watching a show that I know there's great fight scenes, people are going to die, right. I expect certain deaths, and I expect them, spe- expect certain deaths to be amazing (laughs) that one i mean while not like over the top amazing by any means very satisfying in that you know and yeah in shows you see a shitty person horribly shitty you're kind of just like maybe not maybe a little shittier than she was right but you get to that point where you as the audience member the watcher just like oh my god someone stop this person put an end to them and then if they do it and they go about it in a really brilliant, gross way, it's like I am. I'm just like ew. Yes, thank you. Very well done. Right. Um, but their friendship do does end up re- dissolving. Yeah. And I like I get it. It's it's really sad because he she event she essentially convinces him to leave this beautiful place mm-hmm. that they are safe in. Mm-hmm. Where they are, they are welcomed. They passed right. the magic water test. Right. So what is it's the forest of? Oh goodness gracious! Um, to put Jen on the spot, it starts with a B. Right. The forest of. It's rock, rock, The let me see. Brooklyn. Brokelon? Brokelon Forest. Brokelon Forest. That's how I'm saying it. B-R-O-K-I-L-O-N. Are we recording now? Yeah. Okay. So, 
Siri makes Darlie the Brooklyn. 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 Whatever. The magic forest. I, the magic <laughs> With forest. With the badass tree women. Yes. Where they were safe mm-hmm. and they were welcomed. Mm-hmm. And in order to follow this guy that she knows, but he doesn't know, Mousesack. Mm-hmm. So Mousesack, by the way, um, first we first meet him when Geralt and Yaskir, or however, fuck, you know. Dandelion. Dandelion. <laughs> Buttercup. <laughs> by the way, Yaskir in Polish means buttercup. And then when they were making the video game, they thought translating it to Buttercup would be not masculine enough. So they decided to go with Dandelion, which I don't (laughs) see how that is very much different, but whatever. They should have gone with Tiger Lily. (laughs) I don't... Naming anyone after a flower is... I was going to say, what would be a masculine, a quote, masculine flower? Who the fuck knows? There's the flowers that look like little naked men when their wiener's out. Yeah, but they that doesn't mean the name is... I think the name is like... I don't know what like the scientific right. name is, but... Like... Regardless. <laughs> um, Yasker's has a flamboyance to him and it's not his real name his real name is Julian something really in the show too mm-hmm. oh is so where does the name Yesker come into play I think he came up as a stage name oh gotcha he's a bard gotcha anyways when I thought that was like his name name no 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 his real name is Julian hmm. something I mean in the show they don't really say that to be fair, this is based off the books mm-hmm. and video games, but it's not not canon. So True. I'm just imagining they they will continue with that since they pulled Yaskir's name from the books anyways. Mm-hmm. And that is his stage name. So when Yaskir goes to Sintra with Geralt as the bodyguard, he was hoping to go under have Geralt go under the radar which mm-hmm. is why he dressed like a sad silk trader <laughs> and that gets thwarted immediately because Masak sees Geralt and was like hey old friend mm-hmm. after they had that whole talk about him not having friends la 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 it was yeah like as soon as they walked into the ballroom or whatever and then yeah you see Mausak Meowsack or whatever mm-hmm. And then I was like, for me at that point, I was like, where are we in the timelines? He's alive. What the fuck? Um, right. I got over that. But Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, which, by the way, he ends up dying. Yeah. We see that before this episode. Right. So while we're kind of doing more character by character and we're going to be jump. Clearly, we've been jumping around between the episodes. But again, when you have jumpy storylines, timelines, it gets all doing, confusing. It gets all jumpy. But so in a previous episode, which is later in the timeline, after the fall of Sintra, Mausak wasn't killed. He was taken prisoner. Right. And then that's where the baddie in the bird hat, that dude in the um, Nilfgaard, that's right. the one mainly chasing Siri. I almost said Cersei. Not Game they, of Thrones. They encounter 
um, the baddie in the bird hat has a shapeshifter on his side. Right. They use the shapeshifter to take Mausak's form. Right. And that's who goes to the forest of Baklava and pulls Siri. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we said it correctly once. <laughs> I'm done trying. The magical forest. The magic forest. And so that, so it's the shapeshifter dressed as Mausak. That guy. Musak. Who knows? Who was Army Queen's mage. Right. So he's got the witching, witchy powers But they said that mages weren't a thing in Sintra. That was the whole argument for not trying, for the mages guild to not defend Sintra. Yeah, because Sintra had always pushed back on any kind of mage influence. But clearly he had powers unless he went under the radar or maybe he was just really good friends like with the family or something right and well, he, he was kind of grandfathered in, you know like they trusted right. him as a person more than him as a mage well he so when we when he appears and meets with Geralt and Yaskir at the wedding ball he was obviously working for some other sa- faction, not sure where exactly, because I don't remember very clearly. But then at the end of the episode, when um, Geralt, thinking he can beat Destiny, says, I will t- I will enact the law of surprise. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, fucks that shit up. Yeah. Real time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... So he like barges out and then blames Yasker, I believe. And then Musak comes and says, Hey, I think I'm going to hang out here from now on. Right. Yeah. So maybe he just went in like he under was in the a... guise of not a mage and just like a someone with words of wisdom. Maybe. I mean, I think that's. I'm not. He had to have somehow built the trust. I mean, I don't, because right. in the opening, in the first episode, so Army Queen, you know, she is injured on the bat- battlefield and taken back up to her room, and that's where she calls for Siri and Musak's there and her um, main Queen's Guard guy. Right. And she's trying to tell Siri, you know, you need to go, you need to run. And that's where we see a little bit of Siri's power first. She screams no, and the table shakes, glasses shake. We later find out that Army Queen is fully aware that she comes from a family, a line of power, some right. sort of magical power. She thought it had skipped either Pavetta or Siri. She thought mm-hmm. it skipped a generation. Right. Did yeah. it skip her? Anyways, it skipped the Mausak gu- grandmother. Yeah, so Mausak almost didn't seem surprised. So yeah. he knew of like some sort of history of magic in the family, and that she was a Siri was going to come into her own at some point. But because and then yeah, that's like very speculative. Yeah, because then there's also later in the season the episode where um, Geralt decides to go back to Sintra, right? So this is after the whole law surprise, and we'll go back to the law surprise. Yes, that whole handbasket of what the fuck. Right, there's <laughs> a lot to go back on, but yeah, yeah. Again, we're just jumping around with the storyline timelines. It's fine. Um, but in the episode where Geralt 
goes back to Sintram. Right. And meets with Musak in like the basement dungeon-y area. Right. Clearly, the queen is aware of this, whether Musak had advised her or whatever, but there's guards there, and mm-hmm. Geralt uses Musak as a shield yeah. and basically puts Musak in a position to have to force portal them out of that scenario. Yes. And Musak was like, I don't want to do this. Like, he did not seem to want to have to either be the shield and eventually use his magic, almost like he was maybe trying to hide it. Or... So he's not. I just looked up Wiki, and they said that he's a druid. So he's probably okay. not part of the mages. Okay. Thing, which I don't under we don't I don't know anything about druids in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very clear in this universe. What were the tree people called? Because they they were called something that started with a D. Yeah. But it was all female, and they only used men for baby making. Is that what they said? That's exactly how they said it. And they said, <laughs> we ain't going to suffer no men fools except for baby making. End quote. End quote. <laughs> um, it's a summary. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Druads. Who and, knows? And that's the um, forest. Right. Right. Forest women. Right. So... But it's spelled differently than Musak's Druid. Yeah. Druid. Hmm. So the the thing is, like, they leave because of Musak's doppelganger. Mm-hmm. And Dara was, like, super suspicious of him the entire time. Yes. And Siru was just elated to see someone she knew. Yep. And they, like, promised to be family, so he followed her out. But in the end, he was totally right, and it took her forever to get there and once it got there they were in such danger i disagree i don't think it took her so long to get well, there i mean like he had to tell her multiple right. times he was like he, no. he reminded her of what the um tree women had said ask questions basically right right and she it's not like she was resistant to that it was like okay he says to, like sure initially she's like Dora's like, no, no, I don't, I don't know about this. We right. should stay in the forest. We've been accepted. Right. It's dangerous out there. We're right. safe here. Right. Obviously, Siri being young and clinging on to the only face that she recognizes right. that she knows who has her mom, her grandmother's sash or whatever. Yes. Like, yes, these are all points that a 12 year old girl would be like, yes, I'm that's not stranger danger. Right. But stranger I think danger. But I think over the course of them following Doppelganger Musak and Dora being so suspicious, that eventually got into Siri. Right. So when Dora was like, remember what they said, ask questions. She immediately started asking questions. She even started looking at him a little, like a little side right. eye, like, right. hmm. Um and I will say one thing with Siri's storyline is I liked that. She was very, very quick in terms of her fall from privilege right? with the fall of Sintra, being on the ground, doing what she has to do to survive, you know, yes. pawning jewelry and this and that, even maybe stealing some gloves if she has to. I think she traded for gloves and but, then she regretted it. Yeah, but it's like she, she seemed very, like, accepting of... This is where I'm at now. Right. I can't trust anybody. Right. I have to be extremely careful. And I, I'll, I'll 
for a 12-year-old girl, I mean, fuck. Her 12-year-old yes. princess that, you know, liked to slum it in the streets of her of the safety of her kingdom by right. playing with the street kids. Right. You know, she... She it, learns a hard lesson. She learns a hard lesson. She learns it quick. She's a quick right. learner. Um, but it's, it is pretty realistic because that's like survive to survive. She had yes. to do that. And yes, it, when I say it took her a while, I just meant like he needed to persuade her like multiple times before yeah. he, she got there. But it was realistic in the sense that, of course, it's going to take her a while. It was just frustrating to watch because mm-hmm. you're like. Stranger, Doppelgangers complicate danger. everything. Shapeshifters complicate shit. Yes. Um, and I love a good shapeshifter storyline, but it's, and I think because it's so frustrating, because right. you're like, that's not the, that's not him. Right. <laughs> and how would, how would she know? Right. But it just, he was, it, he, they just like broke, had to like part ways, essentially, at right. the end. Yeah. He rescues her. He, I mean, she rescues him at one point. And saves his life because the doppelganger was going to kill him. And then she, like, runs and gets caught again. And he saves her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's kind of like, I'm I'm done. Yeah, I'm this out. Is, this is too dangerous. Right. And it's, I wonder if we'll see him again because I really liked him. Mm-hmm. I also, I know there was mixed thoughts about that, but obviously us coming from no other source material other than the show it's to me i like have less of a emotional weirdness towards new characters Mm -hmm. um whereas when i was watching the show like game of thrones i had a lot of feelings sure um because i did read the books so i i get it i get that Mm -hmm. i get that like feeling of why did you include them. Yeah. Why? What was the point? Right. And in some of the recaps, in, in the recaps that I watched, because they do go into a lot of the differences um, within each episode between, you know, the story and like the little changes, right. whether it's um, they introduce a whole new character. Right. Or they took a character that was pretty predominant in the books and gave them, a, a, at least for this season, a smaller role. Right. Right. So... And I feel like that's hard to know until you see more of it. Yeah. On the show. Yeah. And it's it's all about, and it, it really makes you wonder, because, yeah, unless that character is going to come back later in the season or in the series, right. what was the point of that, right. you know, in terms of storytelling, you know, that transla- translating from book to a show? Yeah. Was it just to name drop a character right. more or less and be like look we included them and then we killed them right away right. or <laughs> right. just kind of a one-off thing but you know like i said yeah not not familiar with the original source material for the witcher so hearing these little changes and everything it just really makes me wonder more like where what are their plans for the future of right. these characters in this show and it's been said that season two should be more linear so it should be less confusing in that way mm-hmm. especially since the source material for this season is a lot of the short stories instead yes. of the actual yep. books so yep. i can understand that um i want to say i just to conclude series part of it mm-hmm. um it was exciting that it ended with Siri and Geralt's meeting. Yes. Um, it was a point of tension throughout the show because she's referenced as his destiny multiple times. 
and she's been told multiple times that he she needed to find Geralt, mm-hmm. and it was a little frustrating because the lioness of Sintra didn't want him there, and he, she was really stubborn about this, mm-hmm. and it ended up being the worst case scenario as Geralt thought, and he just thought, well, it'd be, she would be safer with me, mm-hmm. and I can return her afterwards i'm not keeping her i'm just here to protect her for this short period of time exactly he has no interest in her other than just to protect her right until she's able to rule Sintra or whatever might be left at that point right like i think fill whatever this random magic prophet magical prophecy is right i think that um for him he was assuming that this was just a short period of time that he would just take her for a short period of time and return her after the guard did their thing. And I bet he even assumed that the lioness of Sintra would still survive. And so that it would be a very short period of Mm -hmm. time that he needed to help her. And the lioness of Sintra decided, no, I'm going to be stubborn. I don't think this is as big of a deal as you are making it. Mm -hmm. And instead, kid, like, Holds him, holds him in jail for a short period of time, yep. which and was like great. Yep, locks him up like the day before that they're attacked. They, right. they end up being attacked, and we see this in like the second to last episode, I think. Right. Um. That yeah, that's when you find out. Holy shit, Geralt was in Sintra when Sintra fell. Right. And then you kind of think back, and then in the first episode. When Sintra was falling. When Sintra was falling, and Army Queen told Musak release him right from the basement or whatever you're like what what? but now you're like oh yeah Yeah. and then it's like by that point when everything starts converging together from episode one to this episode she's like oh release him from the you know yeah jail cell or whatever well by that point he already got out (laughs) so (laughs) yeah so with the battle and being engaged he managed to escape and he tries to go find her and it, he was too late, and they go down to find him, and mm-hmm. they were too late. So it was just a missed opportunity. And so when you're at that point, knowing that Geralt was there the whole time, mm-hmm. and you know that there was weeks past between Siri and Geralt being in different locations, you're just like, are they going to meet? Mm-hmm. And so it was such a relief. When for they the, finally did. Yeah, instead of leaving us at a cliffhanger... Oh, I would have been super pissed if they had not right. united by right. the end of that last episode. And that there was that brief moment right. of frustration because Siri is saved by a random woman after Siri shows an insane amount of pi- power. Right. And, and again, kills her horse on accident. Yeah. Which was kind of sad. That was sad. Because she was like, who, who talks to her horse? And yeah. you're like, Geralt. Geralt. Yeah. Yep. And, uh. So, yeah, so a random woman essentially saves Siri, and because of my years of TV watching, I have a lot of trust issues, so I didn't trust anybody. I didn't trust her either. I didn't trust her. I didn't trust Musak for a while. I didn't trust Istrid um, because he was essentially working for Stregobor or reporting to Stregobor. Um, Stregobor is the worst. Yeah. And then it's like even with Army Queen, at first I started off liking her, like, oh, she's a total baddie, you know, right. she's down there killing. But then right. it's like her insane stubbornness, right? Her 
in these flashbacks, what are essentially, be, would, you know, were flashbacks, and her just kind of downplaying the South and Nilfgaard as a threat. Because at right. that point, before Siri was born, and, right. you know, law surprises, they were. Apparently, they were a joke. Or at least that's how she, everyone thought of, because there's some comment where, in the courts or whatever, someone makes some comment about, and then there's the South. And everyone in the court starts laughing. Like, well, ha, 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 the card was rolled by an, someone who was pretty incompetent, and it sounded like he was really aggressive towards his mages too. So no one really wanted to work with him either. And that's why um, Stregobor wanted to send Yennefer, yes, because we also find out that she's quarter elven. Yes, and Frigilla is. Is it Frigilla? For, yeah, Frigilla. She was the daughter of one of the high mages. Right. So, of course, she got special treatment. Yeah. Until Yennefer. Let's talk about Yennefer and yes. her transformation. Yes. But let's... Yes. We can We can definitely go into that. Um, I just so much to talk about. Yeah. So, let's, let it, let's go back to Yennefer because I think my point was yeah, to... Finish your point. Um, conclude with Yennefer. But, mm. but let's... Yeah. Let's talk about Yennefer. So, there is a part... I think it's episode four with St- the Striga. Yes. It's the episode with the Striga is also the episode Jennifer goes through a transformation. And yes. they do a really good job parallel, like parallel those two storylines with Geralt and Jennifer. It's episode three, but yes, they did do an amazing right. job. Yeah, yes. episode three. It was before we, yep. we hear about Sentra's, um, Marriage ball. Yes. So, oh my gosh. So this episode was just, I personally really enjoyed. This was a good one. Yeah. Um, it starts with, we find out that Yennefer is part elven. And that dissuades, that sways the council into deciding that Yennefer should go to Nilfgaard despite Trish Fringilla. Fr- not Fringilla, the Oh Taisa. Taisa's yep. like wishes essentially. Right, because they wanted to send Yennefer to this other town where she would have really thrived and flourished. Right. But then yep, Taisa was overruled by Stregobor right. and the rest of the council, and they're like, Nope, fuck her. Send her to to Nilfgaard. And to go to Nilfgaard meant that she was not going to change skins essentially. And transform. Oh, okay. So that was part of it too. I must have missed that yeah. part. But so yeah, so she wouldn't have gone through any kind of physical transformation. She would have stayed right, hunchback, and she would have still been deformed in some way. Sure. Right. So at the same time, Geralt um, is going to fight this monster called the Striga. Striga, mm-hmm. and. This, the Strigla killed another witcher, which they hid. Yes, they lied about it. Right, in order to save, essentially save face and pretend that this monster isn't as dangerous as Mm -hmm. she is. Um, It's all a cover up. It's all a cover up. Cover ups happen. Um, (laughs) Geralt does some investigation in terms of like what this monster is before he just goes in, unlike the other witcher. So apparently the witcher just went in. Right, all oh. just kind of like wee willy nilly style. Right, right. Geralt does some investigation, finds out she, she's a Striga, the monster is a Striga, and Striga is a monster that happens when 
like a man like somebody wills it to happen it's not something that like comes out of the world it's, it's something, like a curse it's a curse yep um so he tries to find out why the stego is cursed and ends up finding out that the stego is a princess because of the the brother so, fucker the, or the sister, sister fucker, fucker. <laughs> so there's this deranged man who is in love with his sister no oh no. i'm sorry i thought we were talking about the king yes yes so the king is the um sister fucker mm-hmm. but the sister um there's a guy who's in love with the sister and just has this obsession with her mm-hmm. and when she falls in love with her brother or whatever and they end up um essentially yeah, fucking, I guess, because we're just going to say it. Yep, we can just, just say it. Just say it. Um, she um, gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. And this guy gets so angry about it, he decides to curse the king. But in order to curse the king, he curses... The princess. The princess. The sister. Ada. Yeah, Ada. Ada. And, like... That is so fucking messed up. Mm-hmm. Like the object of your obsession, the person that you're supposed to be in love with, you don't care gets hurt in this whole process because you just want to take revenge mm-hmm. on the king because he touched her. Mm-hmm. So she deserves also the revenge. Right. And so essentially what happens is when she has the baby, she gets destroyed and the baby becomes a striga. So she becomes, she's the princess. Yep. So Geralt believes instead that she should save her Mm -hmm. instead of kill her. Mm -hmm. And so he takes this guy, ties him up, and gets him to confess exactly how the curse happens. He apparently buys a lamb, kills the lamb, bathes Mm -hmm. in the lamb's blood until the crow the rooster crows three, three times. times. And so Geralt finds out he has to, like, keep this monster going. Fight it all night long. Until the crow. Until the rooster crows. Yes, yeah, sorry. The rooster crows. It's the crowing. No, did you just watch Shit's Creek? No. Watched it all the time. <laughs> the, I mean, did you watch it again recently? No. Um. Probably. <laughs> um. Yeah, because, and then, because didn't Gerald ask um, Creepy Stalker Curse Man if there was, like, an anecdote for it? Not sure, but likely. Yeah, and yeah. I felt like the guy was like, yes, but I'm not going to give it to you. Right. And then, yeah, he coaxes out how the curse came to be. And then that's when he was like, great, now I have to fight this fucking thing until dawn. Yeah. Until it right. crows, roost, roosts. <laughs> crows. <turned> and, <laughs> Um, oh, and then the three times. yeah, and then he leaves her there. Yep, and to keep her, so he, Gerald's got to do all those things, right. And keep her from getting back into her crypt, her right. coffin, right? And he does it yes. like a boss, yes. And then, like a dummy, takes off his armor when she transforms yeah. back into yeah, a okay? normal. You fucking dumb shit! Don't do that. <laughs> and She's then he, yeah, a wild animal. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know better. She's like. She's all she's known is revenge and death mm-hmm. and her hunger. Exactly. And she has been treated by a, like a monster because she was one. Mm-hmm. And now she's a human being 
again back to her farm of course she has no fucking clue no clue no how to be a real person exactly she just resorts to that right her natural instincts right. at this point and so. then hurts him mm-hmm. and he you know and then but so he is saved he gets saved he gets saved um by their mage right tiss or tiss Tass. That's not Tass, isn't right? She's like, <laughs> Tass she's, or Tass? God she's great too. She is. She's a badass, and we do uh, we do get to see her again right. at the um, battle at the end. Triss. Triss. Yeah. So close. Um, but so that is happening, and then mm-hmm. with Yennefer, Yennefer decides I want to fucking get this transformation anyways, mm-hmm. and she goes in tells that dude that does the transformation and while Geralt is fighting the Striga and there's all that screaming from the Striga mm-hmm. Yennefer is screaming because she's in the middle midst of a transformation and she decides she does it without the painkillers does it without the painkillers and it's really hard so for Yennefer to want to ascend and reach her goal and to right. go through this transformation she gives up her ability to have kids. So her womb and uterus are taken out. And that's what, and they did an amazing job yes. with that, with the scene. And like you said, kind of cutting back and forth between that point and Geralt fighting the Stregum. Right. Drawing those parallels and stuff. Super intense. So yeah, she, she forgoes the anesthesia. And so she's awake the whole time. The guy goes in there and is cutting everything out, essentially. And then her body morphs and she doesn't, you know, to get rid of the hunchback and everything. It was it was insane, intense and very well done. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that episode. That's probably one of my favorite episodes. Yes, Um, I would say, yeah, it was a great episode because of how they were able to do that parallel of like justification of those two different transformations and then at the end of it when she arrives and like to the ball and wins that king's affection like mm-hmm. i like oh she's interesting she's way more interesting than frigilla frigilla yep and that changes her path and makes frigilla go to nilfgaard which mm-hmm in fact, causes a huge issue. Yes. Because Fragilla then now becomes a mage who doesn't give a shit about mm-hmm. rules mm-hmm. and starts going into dark power yep. and starts bringing Nilfgaard into this forefront of a hungry nation yeah. that just wants to take land and take down, and the start of it being taking down Sintra. Mm-hmm. And taking down Sintra also means they're going to take the cub of... Sintra, Siri, mm-hmm. and take and harness her power in some way. We don't know exactly how. Right, but that's what the baddie and the bird right. hat wants. Is right, he wants Siri for her power. Yes, and something with this. They don't mention something with a prophecy. Right. They bring it up a couple of times. Right. Clearly, they don't divulge right anything. No, nope. we're <laughs> we're in the dark on this one. Um, I think it's yeah that episode was amazing, but then like. When we see Geralt back again and there's like these bandages, it almost looked like skin being pulled Mm. off. So it was just this love, like the whole episode just had a very, like the way they directed the photography was amazing. 
Yeah, it yeah. was it was a very well done episode. Like I said, I think it's quite possibly one of my favorites out right. of the eight episodes. Not a lot to choose from. Yeah. But this yeah. was this was a good one. Um and again I think because let's see, for those okay, so Betrayer Moon, I think that's episode four. Yeah. So yeah, a lot happens. And then can we just continue just yeah. a little bit with Jennifer, like Jennifer and Geralt meeting? Oh my God, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that because that, like, we have a lot to go into, but maybe hopefully this will, yeah, yeah, <laughs> close no, it ahead. out a little bit more. But um, Geralt and Jennifer meet because Geralt really tiredly is <sighs> looking for this. Jin, 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 Jin. Jin. Yep. That's right, Jin. And then Yaskir, Yaskir comes and starts pestering him. Mm-hmm. They trade, they banter, they trade insults. Mm-hmm. Um, Geralt calls uh, Jaskier singing all the pie but no filling. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> basically, oh, wicked burn. Yeah, basically, your singing is very pretty but superficial. Yeah. Um, and he's like, take that back. And they fight over the jar. Yep, the genie the, jar. The genie jar. The gin, gin, gin um, <laughs> jar. And Geralt accidentally opens it. And a bunch of things happen. Jaskier thinks he is in charge of the gin mm-hmm. and starts wishing death. Oh, my gosh. That was yeah. just amazing. <laughs> just how, so willy-nilly yeah, with so your wishes. Willy. Oh, my God. Just right? Scale it back, dude. Right? Right? And then... Yaskier like gets hurt, his throat gets hurt, and he starts throwing up blood. Cause Geralt wishes for there to be silence. God. Not specifically Jesker. Yeah. But something that Geralt wishes for there to be silence right. or for maybe for right. Yesker to shut up. And right. that's what caused and at first they don't realize that that was what a Geralt wish. Right. Yeah. Um, so it was really Geralt's fault. This whole thing. Everything is Geralt's fault. Yes. Thank God for those pecs. <laughs> um. Okay. And then, so he needs to find a mage to fix mm-hmm. Jaskier. And he's yep, going to so- do his best. I mean, the thing about Geralt is he pretends he doesn't care, but mm-hmm. he actually really does. He does. And he, at one point, I don't know if it's in this episode, but no, not this episode, in a later encounter he has with Yennefer, yeah. he explains to her that witchers do have feelings and that right. that's a big miss, miss yeah. thing with... Um, Rumor that's incorrect. Yeah. 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 It's like, we have feelings. Right. Hmm. And so they find the mage and it ends up being Yennefer and Yennefer has this orgy going on and she looks bored she looks super bored and she agrees to save yasker but i think the reason why partly is so that she can harness the power of the djinn yes and crazy stuff happens she thinks yasker is the one who has the djinn yes and it is not true nope yennefer is like Ja- well, Jessica is like, oh, you're hot, but you're not my type. Mm-hmm. No, 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 you're crazy. <laughs> Trying to get out of here. Thank yep. you. Um, Jessica is saying no. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, of course, Geralt has to save her life because he she saved his, mm-hmm. Jessica's life, not his. Yep. 
Um, and then they like fuck. And we didn't know. Yes. We don't know that he makes a wish until later on in the show. Well, we know that he makes a wish. We don't know what it is. Right. The his third wish because his second wish. So at some point, Jennifer like puts a spell on him yes. and he ends up in in jail because right. she gets him to do a bunch of her bidding. Right. So then a guard comes down to start beat the shit out of him and Geralt says something about like, I wish you would explode and his head fucking explodes. He didn't and then, say it would explode, but yes. Well, he said something about like, the dude exploding. Like, right. I wish you would just go away, disappear or something, something like that. Yeah, and knows? he explodes. His head explodes. So thank gosh Naskier's head did not explode. No shit. <laughs> Good thing he just wished for silence. silence. <laughs> um, and then, and then, yeah, somehow Geralt gets out. He chases Yennefer, or, you know, catches right. up to Yennefer, who is now trying to harness the power of the djinn. Right. Um, and to and save then, her. And to save her. And now realizing that he's the one with the wishes. Right. And not Yesker. Because they do the close-up of his beautiful face. Mm-hmm. And you see he mouths something during the whole wishing right. tornado. But we never know. We never find out what it is. Until late. Like, we have an idea later. They never specifically say what the wish is. It's all speculation, a lot of theories, a lot of, you know, clearly people, we all think that his wish somehow tied him and Yennefer together. Whether it was specifically save her life or give her a baby at some point. No. It was a selfless. Yeah. It was a selfless wish. Right. But we just don't know specifically what it was no but it like so the ep- later episode that we're talking about is later on yes here with the dragons yes. at the end of the dragon episode Jennifer, i like that one and Geralt meet up mm-hmm. because they're all there to hunt a dragon mm-hmm. Geralt doesn't want to but seeing Jennifer start the trials he's like sure and Jessica is like, no, 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 but then follows, of course. Mm-hmm. And that is the start of the breakup between all three characters. Yes, because he does say, well, because, okay, so Old Man Gold Dragon. Right. Who we um, don't know until later is a dragon. Uh, right. So uh, Yennefer and Geralt and another two other groups are recruited to try and hunt this dragon. We later come to find out that this old man that did the recruiting, he is this mythical or thought to be Geralt right. thought gold dragons were myths because he had never encountered one. Right. And you're like, look, if Geralt ain't never seen a gold dragon, right. <laughs> there ain't no gold dragons. But once it's revealed that the old man was the gold dragon, Timmy's like, his vest makes so much more sense now. <laughs> it also makes sense when the um, two women, warrior women's like, yes. he's the most beautiful thing we've ever seen or known. And yes, mm-hmm. like, huh? Huh? Yeah. By the way, yes, like, trying to hit on these women the Mm -hmm. entire time also very awkwardly so you're wondering how he is able to do it i think it was i i felt like it was awkward because they weren't receptive right right and it's just him continuously trying too hard right to um woo women that do not are are not not interested they're hot for dragon that's all there is right but yeah so we find out old man in the cool vest is actually the gold dragon and he clearly knows enough about both Yennefer and Geralt right so in that ending scene where it's kind of the three of them right 
you know, he he basically re- restates to Yennefer, like, look, you're never going to find a cure. Right. There is no, quote, cure for the choice that you made. Right. And he tells, I think it's that point, too, where Geralt's told that Yennefer is going to be... You're going to lose... End, you're going to lose her. Right. Yep. No matter what wish you... Yes, because then it comes up with the wishes and that... And I don't think... You know, obviously it's alluded to or whatever that his wish was used to save her life because then she gets fucking pissed at him. And she's like, well, how do I know that this between us is real or if it's part of this wish? And I feel like that question in of itself goes on, feeds into this idea of destiny and what is destiny and who believes in destiny and how much control do you have do we have and how much control does destiny have and that's not only a great question for the show but you know like life man like what's free will what's destiny what and i'm always just utterly fascinated with people's individual answers yes we don't know i don't what's Mm -hmm. right what's wrong right but there's Which a is lot very of interesting. Right. Gerald has a lot of destiny tied to him mm-hmm. in terms of like the the law of surprise with, mm-hmm. with Siri. Oh, I have to go back to that fucked up law. I don't know if I don't know if we can <laughs> honestly. Um I will say that that scene, like Jennifer just Jennifer's just like, No, we're done mm-hmm. and breaks up with him mm-hmm. and he's so upset and so like downtrodden and he just He's thinking about it, and Yaskir like rolls out of bed all late. That's right, because he, yep, he missed everything. everything. And he comes back, and like <laughs> the dwarves are like frozen. He's like, This is weird. He yep. keeps going, and he sees Geralt, and Geralt is really upset. And so Yaskir just like, I don't know, probably opens his mouth, says something, and Geralt blames everything on him. The gin, the mm-hmm. law of surprise, Yennefer, and says he needs to, like, he wishes that he never, that they were never, like, together again or something, mm-hmm. and essentially breaks up with Yaskir. That was sad. It was so sad, <laughs> and I hope that they re- they will reunite, and I'm, sh- and I'm sure that Yaskir will forgive him. Oh, but sure. I hope that Geralt does some like does some apologizing because that was brutal and it yeah. was not Yaskier's fault. It was no. really Geralt's fault. I'm sure. And I a destiny. I would not be surprised if yep we see them reunite at some point, maybe early in the second season, right. where maybe Geralt has to save Yesker. And he just kind of begrudgingly does it because he's like, oh, he is my friend. I do owe him that apology. Yes. This is, you know what I mean? And yes. then like save his life. And then Jessica being like, oh, hey, you came save me. So we are best friends. And Geralt just being his. Mm. Mm. I loved all his grunts and yes. his grunts. I loved how he could convey so much in a simple. Mm. I know. Mm. He was so good. It was so good. <laughs> I think about that a lot. <laughs> because it's just like. You. You are able to get so much emotion from, mm-hmm. like, a single yep. thing. And then I was reading on IMDb that um, the showrunner, when she she had written a bunch of dialogue for Geralt. Right. And they recorded all the lines, everything, you know. But then they also, I guess, went back and did some takes where, or as they were filming and whatever, 
they started kind of cutting it a little bit more, scaling it back more and more because they could see what Henry could do with right. just a simple. Uh. And you like you didn't really need it. <laughs> gonna you didn't giggle need every extra. Time. <laughs> you didn't need the extra fluff. No. Essentially, that's what was going on. Exactly, and I I liked it because I thought that I mean it seemed to fit with the character. Yeah, a witcher seems, especially this witcher seems right. to be um, a man of very few words who's seen enough shit to know that. Maybe I don't. Maybe they don't need to go on some long explanation of anything. They yeah. can convey what they need to through minor grunts. It also was a little comical. Yes. Um. And I liked it. I know. <laughs> and then I think what was great with this. It ends there, but Jennifer ends up going to the battle and mm-hmm. participating, even though she begrudgingly, of course. And she unleashes all her, her chaos. chaos. And it's just amazing. That was insane. So cool. So the last two episodes, and especially that final episode, right. the battle of Sodden. So the mages go down, the rogue, I guess the rogue mages that voted to help right. the humans go down to one last stronghold to yes. try and hold off Nilfgaard yes. at like the the last like border or whatever. Right. And so they go, they do all this prep work and everything. There's a few people left r- sticking around to help out, and battle ensues. And we see the different mages that we've kind of met throughout the season. There's Triss um, from Sabrina. the Strega, yeah. Sabrina. And after all these years, their kind of power that they have. Right. Um, and then obviously we see Yennefer so unleash her chaos, but before that, She's up in the tower calling the shots like a fucking boss. Right. And I'm like, I think this might be your purpose because you are you're taking charge, you're watching everything, open communications with ever you know what I right. mean? She was fucking nailing it. Right. Um, and then when it came down to it at the end, you know, they were breaching the gates right. and everything, and it was time to unleash her chaos. She absorbed all that fire and just Burnt shit to the ground. And it was fucking amazing. Tim's like, I want to see Yennefer unleash her chaos. I want to see what kind of damage she can do. And then she does it. And he's like, totally not what I was expecting. But still, you know, like, in a good way. And the fact that she was so powerful and concentrated, she protected Thaisa from the fire blast. Yeah. It was amazing. Amazing. I will say... I will say, like, she was up there partly for her to reserve her power. Mm-hmm. I think Tace knew. Yes. And then she was like, You're re- you need to do this now. Yep. And so she, then she unleashed it. But, yeah, she was such a badass. And we also saw a lot about, like, what Fragilla was doing at her time in Nilfgaard, mm-hmm. which is essentially she understood the power dynamics where... And she took to heart that sometimes the fl- best thing a flower could do is to die mm-hmm. by making these mages yes. die exactly. in order to unleash such great power. Yep. So like her fireball um, catapults, right. those were mages. All mages, yep. and they disintegrated afterwards. Yep. And it was just horrific it was. to watch. This complete like disregard of your own kind. Right. You know... Mages. Clearly, this whole idea of mages and sorceress sorcery is starting to die off because we see when Yennefer went back to Artuza, Artuza, right. 
the girls that are training there now, they have no power. Yes. Their families are rich. Right. That was Ugh. the point. That was the whole point. Yeah. But then the like the rest must be like constricted or like made to join Nilfgaard's army. So essentially I think that's what's happening. See, and then I wasn't sure because there seemed to be so many of them. Right. If maybe somehow like Fringilla wasn't training mages just enough to basically be ammunition right. for her. Right. So it's not like she like she was forcing people to be start training as mages or I don't know, somehow recruited other mages because how are you gonna get how are you gonna have like these girls who have no magical right. powers? The only reason why they're there is because their parents bought a spot for them, which right. is just anger on all levels and genres right, and, right, right, and right, timelines right. and everything. Um, I just wanted to punch them all in the face. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Um, but, but yeah, so we s- clearly see that there's a, a decline, at least in enrollment at right. Artusa. Right. And yeah, maybe they're more drawn to Nilfgaard. Maybe, maybe what other mages or people with magic powers that still exist, maybe they are drawn. I don't know if they're drawn. I think they're forced. They're just forced. There's, it's said in the show that they were, cons- I saying constricted. There were essentially when you go into the army and you are like drafted and you have to go, whatever that word is, there that's what they said. So essentially okay. they're drafted into the army as mages mm. and they're forced to fight, regardless if they want to or not. And with them taking over more and more territory. Because that's just how powerful Nilfgaard yes. has gotten it yes. itself. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I also like that um we don't know what this land is, what this continent right. is. It's only just referred to as the continent. Yes. I like that mystery. I like, again, yes. fantasy is just a lot of fun that way. Yes. Could it be some bastard version of right. a country we know now that right. could have existed? Or is it completely messed up, messed up, made up like, you know, like Westeros? Right. But it's all, it's it's a fictional right. land. It's right. a fictional land, whether it draws inspiration from history right. or other cultures that's right. neither here nor, here nor there it's the fact that it's as far as we know this continent is completely made up right we have no idea we there's no, no map idea. nope um and like i said i like that i like that mystery yeah. i like that not knowing and i swear to god if it turns out to be like fucking russia or some shit i'm just gonna be mad just be fake <laughs> well be okay be a fun well be fictional like a well-created detailed fictional landmass it may have that because it is written from by a polish author just fyi right and like i said again it's fine if it pulls and there's like a reason why he wrote it but i don't remember the lore so let's wrap up real quick with um the law of surprises let's do let's do law of surprises okay thoughts on destiny and theories for next season the next season yeah you know clearly it's going to pull from again the source material right and not being familiar with, i don't know what other storylines sure. or if they're going to ex- um go on about some of the plot points that they may have touched on a little bit in this season yeah but. Okay. so the law of fucking surprises all right so the way that all went down how Geralt ends up being tied to siri yes. so in the past there's Geralt is in Sintram. He's sitting at the Queen's side. So that was that Sintra party right. that um, we keep yesterday. referring to. Yep. The um, marriage ball. 
Yes. It's super weird. And so Army Queen Calanthe is there and her daughter Pavetta. And so they're bringing in all these dudes to basically like, pick me, I'm the best, I'll be the best husband. Right. Eventually a knight comes in in full knight garb. Helmet on. Helmet on. And you knew, you knew that was Pavetta's man and he was disguising himself for whatever reason. Come to find out, uh, Dottie, it's not Dottie, it's like a Donnie or something like that, but he's D-O-N-Y. Yeah. Donnie. Donnie. Um, so Donnie's cursed and he looks like a hedgehog. Right. And he wanted to wait until the curse had lifted for him to come and ask for Pavetta's hand. Well, it's, it's not necessarily lifted. There's a time frame. When or the he... time frame when it, when it ends. Either way, he wanted, he was waiting for the curse to end yes. before he came to ask for Pavetta because Pavetta's dad was saved by Donnie. Donnie yes. And in that Donnie, the cursed knight, saving Pavetta's dad, they enact the law of surprise, meaning yes. he can basically, Donnie can like come and, well, once they found out that Calanthe was pregnant, he realized that his law of surprise was going to be Pavetta. So the law of surprise doesn't necessarily mean a child it doesn't necessarily it's mean something a child. that is in like when you wish when you enact the law of surprise the person that agrees to it and um give has to give up something like the next surprise and it could be a plot of land right it could be meaningless right it's not it's not specifically a person every time it happened to be a person in this situation right and then with Geralt, because of the timing of, all right, yes, we both agree to law of surprise. Oh, BT dubs. She's pregnant. Yes. That no one knew of until that later. Yeah. yeah. So Donnie saves Pavetta's dad. They agree to the law of surprise and then come to find out that Queen Calanthe, Army Queen, is pregnant with, with Pavetta. Right. So... The knight is cursed. He wants to wait until the curse is done to come back for Pavetta. But because they're holding this whole courtship thing, right. is when he de- is, that's is why he decided to come in yes. and claim the law of surprise with Hedgehog Face. Right. She he wanted to marry her because he they were in love. They were in love. They were in actual love because right. they had already met. On accident. On accident, um, previous to all of this. Right. We don't have to go into it. I think no. the, I will say though, like, the curse wasn't gonna end. Like, it starts, like, there's a time in the day that it starts and ends. See, cause I thought it was like a no. midnight thing. Yeah. And then when they got married, the curse got completely lifted. Gotcha. And so when you say end, I was like, that sounds really confusing because the curse actually gets, ends and lifts. See, I guess I thought I so I guess I missed that part where there was only a time frame where yeah. he would be human. He was surprised it, when he was hum- when when he became human. Right, because that was the love that broke the curse or whatever. Yeah, there was something like, something else. It wasn't very clear why he was cursed or how he was cursed, but it definitely broke in the moment after they got married. Right, because they're like, oh, now he's turning into a human, and oh, the curse must be like broken now. See, and I thought 
he was cursed for like so many years and then at midnight right. on this date or whatever he'd no. be human again he quote served his time right no i think essentially what happens is he is a hedgehog for a period of time in the day and then in the, i think maybe in the morning it he looks human and then at or at night and maybe i'm wrong but the curse definitely ends because they got married right so it's it's and it's terminated right because once they so so yeah so donnie wants you know he wants to marry pavetta pavetta wants to marry right donnie army queen is super pissed about all of this right she wants Geralt to queen to kill the cursed knight donnie he's like fuck that he's just poor poor dude under a curse i'm right. not killing him he's right. not a beast right so he fights alongside donnie whatever saves his the, life save, yep saves his life so he can be with um pavetta the queen for a second there concedes is like all right fine you can right. have my grand or you can have my daughter but then she tries to double cross and stab right the cursed knight and then they fight and then they fight and then that's when we see the power of pavetta right cuz you know she unleashes a bunch of power pushes everyone back they're basically the eye of this like love tornado right. lifted in the air and then that's when queen army queen's like fine you guys can get married she officiates the wedding. The curse is officially lifted. And now they're like, all right, Geralt, what do you want? And he's like, I want nothing. They're like, oh, just come on, pick something. Pick something. Fine. Kind of like tosses it out there like, oh, law of surprise. Fine. And then Pavetta throws up. And then he's like, fuck. Because <laughs> she's pregnant. Right. Um, he's very dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would you say that? You sexy, stupid beast hunter. <laughs> he doesn't believe in destiny, but destiny yes. believes in him. Yes. So that's how we come to Geralt and Siri being tied, connected right. through destiny. Right. What are your thoughts on destiny, either in the show or as a whole? I guess it's kind of one and the same, but for Geralt? Right. I think Geralt... It, all he wants to do is run away from destiny, but it stares him, and he is guided by it and tied to it. And he, like, when he meets Siri again, he just begrudgingly realizes this is something that he needs to do, mm -hmm. and he needs to protect her. Um, I mean, he he comes to that conclusion earlier, and he tries, but then obviously, it, um, the lioness is upset. Mm -hmm. I think that it's a really interesting thread in the series that there is like some kind of loss of free will in a sense mm -hmm. because they are tied by that. But I don't think it and I think that that you can't go against destiny, but I don't think everyone is tied by destiny. I think if there is specific things that happen that makes a person have like a destiny that they are tied to, but okay. I don't think like every single person sure. is destined for something. So, so in this case specifically, Siri right. and Geralt are destined right. to right join each other. Right, destiny didn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily destiny that brought maybe Geralt and Yennefer together. Yeah, that's hard. Or maybe. Geralt and Yesker together. Yeah, that probably not. I mean, like, it's, I, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I, 
didn't mean to. I was just, I, I kind of look at it. Yeah. It's like, um, similar to what you were saying. For some reason, it's like a, like one of those fixed points right. in history. Right. Like destiny is a fixed point in time. Right. In space. It doesn't help that I'm looking right at my Doctor Who stuff. Yes. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. So I could see it being destiny being more specific and not every decision right. these people are making is necessarily destiny bound or destiny tied. Yes. I do think Yennefer becoming a mage was destiny for her. Yeah. And her losing the baby. Yeah. Not having a choice to having a baby, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that falls in line with her. And it's possible that she become like, she is meant for a great thing. Mm-hmm. Even if she, like, messed around for a couple of decades oh, or so. Sure. Yeah. I mean, considering how long mages can live for, right. I mean, we don't know really exactly, know. but... She doesn't age. I mean, in this timeline, in this first season, we can... When you when you Google all the stuff right. and you look at everything, we put... They put Yennefer's timeline at a, somewhere between, you know, like, 60 years, 70 years. Right. So she's somewhere between, like, 70, 80 or something like right. that. She's Clearly, much older. Right. But she doesn't look at so it's like that could have been like her whole journey to try and find a quote cure right that could have been more or less like her teen years right her, you know her angst her rebellious she's like right i'm fighting i'm gonna find it and but and everywhere she goes people are telling her like honey no yeah there's there's not i'm gonna do it anyways right so maybe yeah she but i i would i forgot where i was going with that but i think yeah she was definitely destined for great things right Right, majory, yeah, sorcery. I don't know being one of them. What Yasker's role is in this yet, um, and I'm cu- I'm very curious what will happen next season about like because with Siri and Geralt, obviously they met, mm-hmm. and the show ends with Siri asking who Yennefer is. Yes, because now she knows a lot, right? And I imagine part of the beginning would be them f- trying to find Yennefer. And Yennefer kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. So we're not sure that what's going on with Yennefer. Yep. And then I imagine Yaskir will be definitely brought back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I very much hope that um, Geralt apologizes, like I said before, <laughs> because I think he did a real shitty thing yeah. to his dear old friend. Yeah. Who isn't old or is old. Who knows? Who knows? It's fine. He can just stay young. Yeah, he's young a baby. Looking. He's just a baby face. Always. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what... Um, I think I'm the most... I'm most curious about Yennefer. Right. And kind of what happened to her, where we're going to see right. her at the start of season two, right. where season two is going to take her. Some theories that I've... Um, kind of read and listened to suggest that maybe she used up all her chaos maybe she doesn't have any more power maybe that will eventually lead her to be able to have a baby and i'm like i don't think so i don't think so she if anything she's just going to be dormant for maybe the first few episodes while she recovers and her chaos rebuilds i don't think it's something that will disappear right and she her uterus got taken out like yeah, her womb yeah. got taken out. Right. There is like no way unless they put it back in somehow right. that she's gonna have a baby like a normal person would. Exactly. It's 
who knows what they could do again right. with fantasy genres right. there's always like magic and spells right and potions. maybe she could grow it again who knows but who probably knows? not but it'll be it'll be interesting to see and however long this show goes right. on if that somehow is yeah. worked in right. how, her uh, her possibly getting pregnant how they're going to explain that that would be i don't think it's utterly happen. fascinating i yeah i don't know i i don't know if what happens I mean, to I, her in the books right um i i mean i might be wrong but i don't think that's going to happen i i don't think i'd really like to not see that happen right i don't think that's i'd like to see her goals i mean shift in terms of the what dra- she wants the dragon said that she would never have a baby yeah that it's an impossible thing that happened and i think that he has something he knows he knows a lot a lot being a dragon and being so old and probably having some maybe some idea of prophecies and things oh, like yeah. that so and a super sweet sweater vest yes <laughs> um i will say i'm very interested to see like was that enough to push nilfgaard away from mm-hmm continuing their right. onslaught or do they need to re- like how what will they need to do to recoup what like i don't it's not the end of them right i don't think for Nilfgaard to not still be a threat in the second season would just be really odd right. and i don't think good story because yeah we don't know if their entire right. army just got wiped out we can assume so but, but not the important people right not the baddie and the bird hat right and Fragile, I'm sure, is very much alive. I'm so sure she is, too. With her being alive means there will definitely be continued chaos mm-hmm. from her end mm-hmm. in terms of disregard to the laws Absolutely. of power. And, you know, and since, people. And since the birdie and the bad hat or the the baddie and the bird hat is so intent on finding Siri to right. fulfill this prophecy right. and for whoever this head main head person of Nilfgaard is. Right. You know, so Batty and a Bird Hat and Fringilla, I'm going to guess, are totally alive. Yes. If Batty and the Bird Hat is not alive, then it's whoever the next in line was to carry out whatever the hell they're trying to world domination. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish I knew. I really wish I had listened to the book so I could maybe have a better idea of where season two might go. I think that's okay, though. I think so, too. But I think because of the recaps that I watched, right. they'd mentioned the book so much. Now, that just really, like, piqued my interest and made me really want to know. But I'll hold off. I think I'm going to I think I'm gonna read it. Yeah. It's well, a very good... You got a great opportunity for it. I you got a long drive. I got a long drive. So. Yeah. I think we're going to wrap this up. And hopefully the next time, Jamie, we are sitting with mics in our face. Hopefully it's mics in our face. Um, if not, hopefully I'll figure out Skype shit by then. But hopefully. we can maybe then do the good place. Sounds good. Well, I loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs> the Witcher was an amazing show. I'm really glad we got a chance to talk about it. There was so mm-hmm. much in there that we probably did not cover every thematic oh, God, thing. No. There was no way. No. Um, they packed so much in eight episodes mm-hmm. um and i'm just so glad that i was i'm able to watch it over and over again yeah i think they yeah they packed in a lot but it wasn't like overwhelming no. and it was just enough to be like to answer questions right. but to generate more questions and more need yes. to watch so yes. all right well that's gonna do it for us today thanks for listening and keep streaming adios bye